Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in, you know, I don't do this every week, but I would love if you went over, left a review, left a comment. I listened to all of those. Um, you know, give me some topics sent, sent over to, to Steve at teachups.com. What kind of topics do you want to hear? Um, but before we jump into today's topic, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, I've tried them all and this is, uh, not only, not only how innovative are, but you know, the workouts and, and what, what, what I love about Dr. Dish is they give back to the community. If you, if you follow them on their face on Facebook, if you follow them on Twitter, they're always giving back to the basketball community. And you mentioned coach unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources, it's handouts, it's videos, it's one-on-one calls, it's office hours. It's a coach. It's a, it's a, it's a resource run by a coach for a coach. It's not not an ex-coach, not someone that's been let go, not someone that's um, coaching part-time. This is what I do. Um, and Teach Hoops helps me keep the bills on. It helps me put up these podcasts, 13 podcasts a week. Teach Hoops helps me uh, be able to do that. And, and it's a roadmap for you to be successful. And let me help you in this great journey that we call coaching. But let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged on a sunny day in Wisconsin, which is coaches for coaches from Texas. So he he's laughing at me like he doesn't know when the snow is higher than my head. Then you know it's been a, a tough winter. Um, so coach, Coach Van Hook, I want you to kind of introduce yourself, kind of tell your basketball journey, um, how you ended up in Texas, or if you are from Texas, I don't even know that. And then uh, we'll we'll go from there. Gotcha. So uh, I grew up around Oklahoma City, a suburb of Oklahoma City called Edmond, and uh, went to Oklahoma State University. And uh, I was just a guy. I didn't play college basketball. Um, I had Did you play in high three- school? 
I did. I did. Uh, okay. Three year, three year Letterman. Um, senior year, I was the Daily Oklahoman is the big newspaper in the Oklahoma City area, and I was voted Daily Oklahoman Scholar Athlete of the Year, or I was on a team of okay. uh, Scholar Athletes of the Year. Um, and uh, my chances to play college basketball were at Division threes, which would have been fun, but they were smaller than my high school. And at nineteen, I was arrogant, and it just wasn't for me. So um, I was just a guy at Oklahoma State. And uh, I started off engineering, hated it, switched to business, hated it. And uh, I switched into education because I had this, I had a math skill set, you know, I'd already been through calculus two in college and wanted to teach math. And uh, a local coach that I went to church with uh, ran a class B, which is the smallest in the state of Oklahoma, uh, boys basketball program. Give me the classifications in Oklahoma and Texas. So Oklahoma, Oklahoma ran uh, class B through 6A. So B, A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A. Because, because. Okay, so what's the biggest in Oklahoma then? 6A. So I went to a 6A high school. And then okay. my first coaching experience was class B, which took you to towns you'd never heard of. If, if, you, if you know, if anybody knows Oklahoma at all, if you go west of I-35, Right. It's green silos, and that's how you find towns. Okay. And so we would go to those gyms with this little team. Uh, Glencoe, Oklahoma was the name of the town. And uh, the head coach was a friend of mine I went to church with, and he brought me on as a volunteer. And uh, we won the Class B state championship in 2006. And I was, awesome. I was hooked. I was like, oh, my gosh, this oh. all the time, please. This is all I, I refer to it as once you've tasted the blood, you're, ne you're never yeah. going back. Yeah. Um, and we had a really special group of kids that uh, were just bought in. We ran, you know, a couple of different variations of motion and we were a, a really good man to man team. And that was a testament to the, to the coach. Um, and uh, so after college, uh, I knew I wanted to do it. I married a Louisiana gal. And we're so we're from Oklahoma and Louisiana, which uh, barely pay teachers above the poverty line. <laughs> so. <laughs> So uh, it was always uh, me getting into education and us getting married where we were being, where we were from. Uh, it was always going to be Texas. Texas actually pays teachers pretty competitively. Um, okay. And uh, so you can, you can, you know, buy a decent house and. Right. You'd be middle-class. That's all you yes, want to be. Yes. And, and so, so what, so what instead of ramen noodles yeah. uh, on Tuesday night. So what, uh, what class so okay so this is crazy so here's how wisconsin does it wisconsin has five classes which is we're not that big i don't know why we have five classes but that's a whole different podcast um we go one through five one being the biggest gotcha yeah so what does texas do so texas um texas and oklahoma are interesting little uh juxtapositions of each other because uh i spent uh, six years in Texas public schools coaching 5A and 6A public school basketball. The league is known as the UIL, University Interscholastic League. Okay. That's all your public high schools. Um, and so uh, they were all, all of them in Texas. All of them in Texas are 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 in the UIL. Yes. That's a lot of high schools, I bet. In Texas. It's a lot of high schools. And they go A through 6A with 6A being the biggest. When I first got to Texas – there was only 5A, and then they expanded it to 6A because the playoffs were getting ridiculous. Uh, you know, um, uh, the bracket looked like varicose veins. So right. they so they increased the number of classifications to sort of whittle down the playoffs just a little bit. 
Okay. So uh, I did five A six A as a as a head coach, not as a head coach, as assistant coach and math teacher. And my first head coaching opportunity was at a private school, um, and I was just ready. I didn't want to wait my turn at five A six A public schools. I want to go a different path and do my own thing. Um, so in Texas, the private schools are not lumped in with public schools. In Oklahoma and Louisiana, they are. So your your private schools can actually like a two a 2A private school, which would in Oklahoma, Louisiana would be a smaller school can really bang on some public school two A's just because they have more resources. Well, they do. Uh, it happens in Wisconsin too. Yeah, it, it does. And I tell the, and I tell the public schools in those brackets, like get better than. Yeah. So <laughs> get, get in Texas, in Texas, there's a league called taps, the Texas association of private and parochial schools. And it has about 240 schools in it. Um, and then they're also classified A through 6A. So you have about 40, 40 give or take 40 schools in each classification. Okay. Um, and my school's kind of right in the middle. It's the 4A level of, okay. of TAPS. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, and it's interesting because it's a, it's a smaller league, but uh, the, the heads of the league will tell you they're bigger than something like 15 state leagues um, right like bigger than I th- just to throw one out there like Wyoming it's right. a bigger league than Wyoming's uh, public school league so oh yeah I'm sure um, it is yeah. you know it's, it's still a big league and it has it has its uh it's persnickety because it's got to run a league that manages schools with 20 kids in them and schools with over a thousand kids in them and it's got to put leagues together that have uh you know We've got to pull like El Paso. You've you've driven across Texas. There are there's like there, we have teams in El Paso that don't have anybody in our league within a four hour drive of them, and you and you have to build you have to build a district and playoff schedule that includes these teams from El Paso. Now they they play they play does public and private play each other? Yes. So okay. there's no okay. rules there's no rules against public and private playing each other. In fact, I go to a couple of public. I try to go to at least one public school tournament a year. Okay. Um, to just so my kids, because it demands when, when the law of averages say, if you have a thousand kids and my school has 200 law of averages says, you're going to have a few more athletes that can do some kids, things that my kids can't. Right. And it, it demands a little more execution of my kids, makes them uh, mind their P's and Q's a little more with how they execute. Right. Um, and then there's some really, really good private school basketball, especially in the Houston area. So um, building the schedule is fun because, uh, you know, you can kind of have your pick of the litter. The funny thing with my league is um, there's teams that left the league and formed their own sort of rogue league. And now my league says, well, you can't schedule those guys. Okay, that's fine. So it's 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 interesting. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The little politics and the little, uh, you know, uh, private school coaches feel a certain way about public school coaches and vice versa. Well, like, well I've been both, and you're all kind of the same. Like so. You are all the same. <laughs> You're a big country. Texas is like a country, man. Yes. It's like, yes. yes. <laughs> it's, it's GDP is crazy. Um, okay. So then, so that's where you are now. Where are you now? So um, I'm at a private school in the north side of Houston called, it's, it, sorry, in Texas, if it has land on the end, it's it's Lund. So it's Northland. Okay. But it looks like Northland. So it's Northland Christian School. Uh, it's a small private school, about 500 students, uh, about 175 in the high school. Um, and we're at the 4A level in our league in TAPS. And I've been there eight years uh, as the head basketball coach. And then these last four years, I've been the campus athletic director along with being the head basketball coach. And if you know Texas, um, <clears throat> you know that I'm not supposed to exist as the athletic director and head basketball coach. No, I didn't uh, know that. Why? That role, the, the, the athletic director role is usually set aside for the football coach. coach. That is true. Yeah. Uh, football is king around here. So um, if you want to know me in a nutshell, I'm a, I'm a basketball coach trying to make basketball matter in a football state. Yeah. So, so do you have your school is too hunt? Do you have a football program? We do. We have an 11 man football program. Well, you're 11 um, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we have 11 man. Our league has six man um, and schools a little smaller than us kind of jump rope back and forth with six and 11 man football. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if it um, – no, I, I trust me. It's like Indiana basketball kind of thing, you know. It's like – Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can coach at Newcastle, whose, like, gym is bigger than – or Richmond, whose gym is bigger than most Division three programs. It is. Yeah. It's like – holds like eight 9,000. Um, so tell me about your coaching philosophy. You know, it's – it's. Uh, I spent five years as an assistant at Houston Memorial Learning Princeton – and when I left Memorial for my first head coaching job, I thought I was going to run Princeton until they put me in the ground. Um, I really enjoyed cult like, right? It is. It's a little cult like. And so because I worked for this program that ran Princeton, I got invited to the little cult meetings of the local coaches that ran Princeton and got to pass the chalk with them. And, you know, that was cool. That grew me as a coach. Um, and even, there are, there are coaches that package Princeton a little differently. Um, and it's, so that was interesting to see. Um, but uh, year two of my, of, of my head coaching gig at this school, uh, we were running Princeton and we played. So we're a little 4A private school with 200 kids or less. I scheduled a 6A public school with over 3,500 kids. They came to my little gym. And they had a kid that was going to A and M, and Buzz is at A and M. Buzz is at A and M, isn't he? Yeah. So this was Savion Flag was on this team that that played for uh, played for A and M. Six six swingman, nice player. Uh, so they come to our gym, and my parents are funny because they I, I love their reaction when teams walk in the gym. Like I don't know, coach, they're big. I don't know if you're gonna just chill. Um, 
So we go out and we're getting our back doors and, you know, clearing out a side and running our drifts into drives and, and hitting open threes or, or using the cleared outside to score the ball. And we've got the lead going into the fourth quarter and they turn pressure up on us and they start trapping. And uh, I, I said this in my little, in my little write up for you. Uh, one of my kids, one of my favorite kids I've ever coached, he caught the ball out of a trap and didn't know what to do with it. Um, kind of held it and kind of looked at me. And I was like, oh, no, I've, I've overcoached. I haven't taught him how to play breakdown enough. I haven't given him enough freedom. So that was year two. By year four, I was running dribble drive and giving kids a lot of freedom. Um, and the philosophy simplified. The philosophy left Princeton concepts and became, okay, all I want as a basketball coach is a kid to touch paint and make a good decision. That's all I want um because you'll win you'll win if they can do that how i do that is 100 percent irrelevant and 100 percent dependent upon the type of kids i have so for the last four years we've been getting paint touches out of dribble drive out of driving the basketball in advantage situations uh setting ball screens when we can't get an advantage situation um and touching paint and dropping it off to a big or share into a weak side shooter. And if the weak side shooter doesn't like it, then he starts the drive action all over again. Um, that's, that's been my focus these last four years. Um, and so the first time I gave kids this freedom, we, we scored 82 in our first game. Uh, right. Once I gave them the freedom to just go play. Um, I had some really smart kids and I realized they were just sort of running Princeton to make me happy. Right. And just looking for chances where they could, refuse a ball screen and just play two man, you know, stuff like that. And so I had this moment after year four, I was like, let's just do that. Let's just be that, you know, that's the personality moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the personality they have. Let's lean into it. And do you, would you do anything full court wise, pressure wise, pressing wise? It's depending on, so that year, the first year I did it, uh, I had a guard that could really steer the ball. Um, Kid, he was, a great athlete in a small private school dude went to state in five sports. Um, and, uh, I was like, well, we're, you're, you're picking up the ball as soon as we get off the bus Colby. <laughs> and, uh, so we were full court man. And, uh, what that did was when you, when you, when you elongate your, your defense in a, in a very read and react sort of open flow type of offense, you it makes your offense a full court offense. Right. And when, once it becomes a full court offense, your gaps and your angles are bigger. And so that was fun to play. You know, you can run dribble drive and read and react type things in a very packaged canned half court type of setting. You can do it. Um, but when you've got kids that can play with tempo and those gaps get bigger uh, and it's easier to read and, and, you know, your first read is often a, a, a scoring opportunity. Uh, it was fun. So we were full court man to man. The next couple of years, I just didn't have the athletes that, uh, you know, I had a kid that could maybe stay in front of your one, but if you gave it to your two, my kid guarding your two was just getting his doors blown off. And right. so and then, then they had an advantage at that point. Yeah. yeah. So then I packed, then we packaged uh, some one, two, some one, two, one, ones and some two, two ones together um, just to hide the fact that we weren't athletic, but also still want to kind of create tempo. And then there's been times these last few years where I've been running the same offense, obviously teaching it differently for the kids that can score the ball, but we've, we've sat in half court man quite a bit um, because I just haven't uh, 
especially this year, um, you know, dealing with quarantines and my two best players got hurt that were 6'2 and 6'4, um, long athletic kids. Uh, we had to just sit and protect paint. Uh, okay. we, won a, we won a district game 31 to 26 this year. <laughs> how do you, how do you, um, how do you deal with screen ball screens? How do you defensively deal with ball screens? So with me, you know, I've always wanted to be the person that guarded ball screens a hundred different ways. Um, and I, I, I have, I still need to work on that head knowledge, but I have some, but honestly, I, there's not that much difference in the athlete and the size of my one through five. There just hasn't been these last three years. So we just hard switch ball screens. Um, yeah, we just hard switch because guard. Okay. Well, okay. You get a guard on big switch and that's what you want as a coach against me. Right. Well, you've gone from a six, two kid to a five, 10 kid. The, to me, your, your scoring opportunity is about the same. So right. that's the standard really deviation isn't that big. Yes. And- and from someone that's coached longer than dirt itself, the number of kids that can actually so let's say a big let's say a guard or uh, big gets a guard on them. First of all, the pass has to get in there. Yes, <laughs> and then Which is second, still not taught much anymore. Right, and then the second part is then they got to be able to score over this little guard that's like almost like a gnat below the. Yes. I mean, it there's too many variables that like. And then if you front them, if you if you get the guard to actually front the big, I can probably in one hand over the last 30 years tell you the number of lo- good lob passes I've seen into the post. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so we we hard switch everything. And honestly, like the kid that's been playing my five is a six-two. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. Kind of athletic kid. So, right. like, Yes, uh, you you could totally switch onto a guard and guard him for a dozen seconds. I kind of feel okay about that. So, right. you know, I, I've tried I, not. To I, I like it because it teaches the guards to have a little chip too. Like, yes. like you the, these big guys think they can score on you. Like, you're gonna let them do that. Like, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, it's like I don't want to say it's a Napoleon complex, but they're shorter and they've always been shorter than the big guys, and they're probably mm-hmm. jealous that the big guys are, you know. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, what's the hardest thing to teach? Hardest thing to teach. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I, w- I would say two things. I would say two things. Um, attack mindset. Really? I don't think I've ever had anybody say that. So what do you mean by well, that? I've got, I've, got, I've got private school kids. And, and the, the, the programs that I get them from, uh, the programs that I get them from are very we're going to run offense until we get the shot that coach wants that, you know, we're going to run it for 45 seconds until we get the bunny off the glass. So um, one of the drills I do, it's, it's called two man paint, touch and kick. We've got guard, uh, guard line up top line in the corner. It's uh, I'm not creative with naming my drills, right. drive, touch the paint, throw to the corner shooter. Who's working on knees, bent hand target, catch, step, shoot. And uh, when it comes up in live action in a scrimmage, they won't shoot it. 
and I have to, why didn't you shoot that? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, well, I, we just drilled for four minutes. Oh my God. You're shooting that very shot. And I, and I, I did that enough. I went, Oh, they're coming from this school where they, they like, for me, a good offensive possession can take eight seconds with a quality shot. Right. You know what I told guys that have done this? Cause I've, I've had this issue is I said, if you don't shoot that, I'm going to pull you. And they go, what do you mean? I go, we run offense to get people open. If you are open and your feet are set and you don't shoot that, you can't play. And they, they look at me like I'm from Mars. And it's like, yes, I mean, and then, and then once they figure out that like, I will do, I will pull them. They will shoot. They will shoot it. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, coach said, I, I said, if you're open, I mean, I mean, there's a reason there's books and DVDs and all this stuff diagramming offenses because they're trying to get people open <laughs> and you're open. Shoot. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. So one, one thing I hit this year that was, that was, that was a delicate and difficult thing to coach was uh, scaling kids involvement in the offense properly. And let me, let me explain what I mean. Let's say I, I had a kid this year that would, they could steadily shoot two for five from three. Okay. But if I asked him to shoot six, seven, eight times, his efficiency would fall off. Like, okay, well, I, I want you to shoot 10 times and make four, you know? And then uh, the kid that goes one for five, okay, well, you know, you get, you get two, you shoot two. And if you don't make either of those, you're done shooting. Um, and, you know, that's the thing people don't understand about coaching is how much catering there is to the individual, like, how much we have to cater what we do to the individual, to their skill set, and to their, you know, their psychology. I, right. And I, this is the stats teacher me too. Like I, I, I grab, I steal from me. I think it was neighbors. I stole this from, but it's basically red light, green light, yellow light kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I've had some green lighters, which is the ones I would yell at if they didn't shoot it. But then I'll have yellow and, and red lighters that think they're green lighters. And it's like, okay, Let's come on in and you, 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 so here's the stat sheets from the first four games. Here's your percentage. You are not a green lighter, but if you come into the gym and show me your green lighter, let's do it. And then I, I have cutoffs where they can come in and I've had kids move from a yellow to a green cause they've proven to me that they can do it. Um, either in practice by practice stats or in, in a gym with someone defending them. But it's like, there's, this is not equal opportunity. Like, <laughs> you know, you're not LeBron, you know, there's a difference between LeBron and you, like everyone has different roles on this team. So I think, I think that's a great, and that's hard for them because they don't, why they, why does he get 10 shots and I get three? Well, he's a better shooter than you are. Mm -hmm. The reason he's an AP calculus and you're not, <laughs> that's his strong point, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always say talented and gifted program for basketball players is what I run. I run a talented and gifted program. <laughs> parents uh uh what do you have a coaching moment like a, a success or a failure you could share with uh the listeners hey everybody i hope you're enjoying this um make sure if you want to hear more go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better and if you want to hear other podcasts go over and check out high school hoops and teacher side gig by coach collins and subscribe like review all of them five star reviews would be nice have a great day Sports Social Podcast Network.